On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. What do you call James Bond taking a bath? Bubble 07. Oh, God. (laughs) You're listening to Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer-fueled sports show. I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. Here's your host. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Matt Robinson. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside episode 902 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio, Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. I hope you subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Continue to follow the podcast. It's been about 14 months, I think, since we had this, uh, this person in studio. Maybe it should have been longer. I don't know. Chris Hoffley's back. How are you doing, man? Well, I was good until, you know. A minute ago. The lackluster. In- the lackluster in- introduction. Yeah. It's wonderful to be back. I'm still not used to being around human people. <laughs> I, and I've I'm, been around people a lot. Like, my job is very personal. Yeah, there's several thousand like people. To do this kind of thing, where you're just, like, hanging out again, it's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm kind of flattered you're calling me people, right? Well, but you've called I, me worse like, things. I was going to say, I'm, I'm playing fast and loose with <laughs> the term. I'm still a PR guy. Um, so you were on, I think, the last time... And this wasn't uh, by accident. I don't think I told you this, but just before the CFL season started, I had you on because I kind of knew I'm probably going to leave this guy alone a bit during the season, right? This is uh, this is a guy who's got a job to do, and it's probably going to be a an interesting season, just knowing coming off the pandemic and everything else that was going on. So you've been on a bunch remotely, but I I don't think you've been in studio since last September. And you were here with Nate Bahar. I was going to say, yeah, Nate and I were, were hanging out here. And it was yeah. the last, I don't know, that was like kind of in between like shutdowns Waves. and stuff. That's like, exactly where, like, what a happened. brief bit of like, okay, if we feel like we can hey, do this. Hey, did we do it? Did we make it through? No, no. I think you had like partition. Did you have like a, you yep. had like a, like a thing yep. here? To, I'm, I'm using my hands because nobody can see us. This <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Was, yeah, we, we did. In the studio, we had this kind of screen up between myself on one side of the desk and guests on the other side. Safety <laughs> first. But now I feel good about it. I mean, also, I get rapid tested every day. Okay. It's part of work. So you can feel like even extra confident that I can just... Well, perfect. Like just spit and cough everywhere in here if I need to. It'll be. It'll probably, probably, you I'd might still, catch something else. Yeah, I don't know what I'd else. Still rather you did. It's not COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. No. And so that was like it's 14 months ago. And so that was up until this summer. You and Nate were the last people in here. Uh, Rob came in right after Labor Day, 
And uh, yeah, like over the summer, we had pounded cases down to like in Ottawa, like eight per day new cases, like a really low. Everything looked really good. I think even Ontario wide, um, you know, things were really low. We were down into double digits province wide, which was incredible. And then we sent the kids back to school and everybody back to work. And the numbers just exploded again. So Rob was here right after Labor Day. You and Nate Bahar were here like a few days after that. And then the numbers started to bounce back up again. And, and we just shut the whole studio down. Again. And who would have saw that coming? Kids kept like transmitting. Kids don't get sick, do they? They, they, yeah, they no. catch fucking everything. <laughs> like it's like every, te- like you've ever met like a new teacher. Like I have friends that when they went into teaching, like the first year they spent actually in a classroom, they caught Every bloody thing yes. you get. Yep. They eventually become immune to everything. It's right. like working in a children's hospital <laughs> where it's like for a bit you're going to be really sick and then you're like a super superhero with not ever getting anything. But that first year, mm-hmm. you don't want to be around new teachers. Like, no. Like they're sticky hands and nose blowing and just gross. Kids well, are gross. I, yeah, no. For a while I was involved. I don't in, have children. Listeners. No, and this is to, it. I, I was involved <laughs> in, in coaching, wondering. you know, amateur sport around here and a couple of the people on our team had kids. I don't have kids. We weren't coaching kids practices. But they would just show up with like every single bug that was going. It's also just intensely busy all the time. I don't know. This is a really ridiculous segue into child rearing when neither, <laughs> neither of us have children. But I was talking to my boss the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, like we got like my like his two boys play hockey like ninety three times a week, and then right. his daughter's in gymnastics, and it's like going from one thing to the other, like jamming in like work stuff in between. I'm like, why? Like, thank you for the birth control. <laughs> and are you now like? When you add the pandemic on top of it, and look, we'll get into the craft beer, uh, whatever. But like when you're at the LCBO or the grocery store or whatever, like, do you not find yourself like trying with all your might to hold in a sneeze or to like not sniffle? I feel bad if I show any kind of like physical weakness, (laughs) like like cough, sneeze, (laughs) clearing my throat. It's like, right. I'm wearing a mask. I I, know. I know. It's. Like even right now, I've sort of been like, I'm a little nasally right now. About 10 days ago, 12 days ago, I had a bit of a cold or a sinus infection or something and it's long gone, but I feel bad for people with allergies. And that was, it. I like, also have like those, seasonal right? allergies yeah. where it's like sneezing fits and there, everyone's looking at you in the. Well, I went down over the summer to visit my parents who live like on the border, like literally right the border. That's a weird way of phrasing it. Like their backyard is onto a farm field and I have no idea what they grow, but it's literally they're on the border between civilization and farmland. Basically. Yeah. And whatever grows in that field is like the thing that Matt is most allergic to. And so I then can't go anywhere or do anything for weeks afterwards because I'm just like floored by allergies. And, uh, that's, yeah, I, I missed, I don't know. I'm not allergic to anything. I missed that. My immune system, you know, was the one good thing about me growing up. (laughs) That sounds terrible. I didn't have any other redeeming qualities other than the fact that I didn't get Agreed. allergies, but I'm not allergic to anything. Not a single redeeming quality, but uh, we'll we'll tip our hat to your immune system. What are we sipping on today, man? What do you got going there? Well, I uh, just let myself into your fridge. <laughs> um, we are having, uh, courtesy of the Bicycle Craft Brewery, mm-hmm. delicious stuff always, uh, Expand the Horizon IPA. Which is very good. I was too excited when I opened it, so I don't even give you the can opening noise. Um, we can do it in post. <laughs> a New England style IPA brewed and double dry hopped with Citra and Vic secret hops for massive citrus, pi- massive, massive, massive citrus, pineapple, and passion fruit character. It's very good. You do get that like kind of citrusy 
kick in here. I, I quite like it. That was a uh, personal gift to me from Graham Creech. Ah, uh, Creature. He's a good dude. Thanks, Creature. <laughs> uh, he knows the risks of leaving beers behind here. He's, he's been on enough times that uh, once it's uh, it's in the beer fridge here at the Tolkien Audio Studios, <sighs> yeah, anybody's grabbing it. Um, this is, for me, uh, the first thing I think I've ever had from this brewery. It's called, and I have to be very careful here, the Perth, Perth City, no, Perth County oh. Conspiracy. And I, the first couple times I was running through that and describing it, and I was speaking to somebody on the phone there an hour or so before you showed up, it was like two different times where I called it the Perv City con- <laughs> Conspiracy. It's very different. I don't want to paint these guys in any Perth kind of bad City. way. <laughs> this is the Perth County Conspiracy. Uh, I guess Perth County, not the same as Perth, the town just west of here, uh, says this is out of the Heritage Hops Brewing Company in Stratford. Oh, another Perth. I guess it's Perth County versus uh, Perth, the town. Um, so I wanted to ask you, because I know you got your start in the uh, the media business on the writing side of things. Were you ever a bit of a, a nerd? Did you ever go to Stratford? Like, I, you're... you're pretty clearly a, a cooler guy than I am. Well, right? I, I wanted to start things out as a, I thought I was going to be a writer before I ever wanted to do the radio thing and whatever. And when going through high school and stuff, I didn't mind when they would hit you with the Shakespeare or whatever. Like I, I could hang tight on that. I, I didn't mind on the English, you know, yeah. writer's craft. And so we once or twice, you know, they would take the the nerds, the English nerds in our classes, we went off to Stratford a couple of times and, and I, I saw West Side Story, I saw Caesar, um, I don't know, there was one or two others. You guys had a high budget in your, your <laughs> high school English department. We did not have that. Okay. Um, I loved English too, though I wasn't like, I wasn't super into Shakespeare. I, I did really well in English, as, as you might expect, because I was not doing well in the math and science. <laughs> so I, that was me, man. Like, run one redeeming quality, and then I killed English all the time. But no, I, I don't know. I was the guy who would buy like Cole's notes to read yes. Shakespeare <laughs> in plain, like real, like normal human English, because. The thou, where art thou? Stuff. What really just, happened like, here, Brutus? Not, right? <laughs> like, I just want to read it like like it happened. Okay, and then I would do well in it. I, you know, as, as long as I understand what the hell they were talking about. But well, that was I don't me. Know, right? I think my appreciation for something like Shakespeare has come a little bit later, later in yeah. life, and not that I'm a you know, <laughs> thespian. Like, like no, not a thespian, <laughs> not like a, but like uh, you know, the theater stuff. I'm you know, if there's something that's cool comes to town or whatever, I'll, I, I, I'm kind of into it. But I was never that English guy. I was more of the like, how do I turn this into like going to write about car accidents and murders? Sure, and okay, like, yeah, back alley kind of guy. Yeah, I didn't mind it honestly. I I didn't mind the, um, if I had to read it, which mostly was what was happening in English or whatever, I did struggle a little. But when I would go to, like, when you'd go to Stratford and see Caesar. I had no trouble following it at all, right? Like I, I, I feel like it would be easier to follow live yeah. production than it is like reading those words right. on a page. No, for sure. And so I didn't mind it at all as a as kind of an English geek or or whatever. And since then, like I still don't mind. Like I know how how it comes across. I know how people look at it. But like I'll go see a a musical if it. What was the the one written totally. by the South Park guys? That oh was yeah, just the, here. the Book of Mormon. Yeah, it that was, was here, and it was so good. Like two three years ago. It was here, and my friend Jill and I went. It was incredible. So like, I grew up. I'm going to take you on another little side trip. Sure, here, Matt. Um, I when I was growing up, uh, like from like when I was five or six, our babysitter 
um, that my mom hired back then uh, was the mother of a large Mormon family. Okay. And so like some of my oldest, closest friends, like the, the, the oldest son in that family is like a year younger than me. So he, he, we, we were very close growing up. He was my first roommate when I moved out, <laughs> but like, I got the kind of Mormon, they would say, we always would ask them like, why you never tried to convert us? And they're like, there's no hope in hell for you. So like, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't even try, but, um, but I was, I was exposed to a lot of that. And so like, I understood kind of, I had this deeper understanding for the jokes in this, sure. in this musical. And so I was, and they, you know, most of them aren't in the church anymore. And so they, and they also have a fairly self-deprecating view of, sure. of, of the religion, that, are, you know, that yeah. the role in their life. So, um, you know, very open-minded people, but it's like looking at that and like understanding where some of the, like the background of some of those jokes, yeah. I just, I was like doubled over. Well, so did you, like, did you see it here in town or laughing. down in Toronto or New York or something? I or? saw it here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it was a couple years ago yep. uh, when it came to the, the NIC, I guess. Yeah. That's where I saw it too. Yeah. Right? And so we were like, I just, I couldn't breathe through most of that. It was hysterical. Like, it was so, and I don't so have good. that background with it, but it was so funny. And it was right? so well produced. Like, I mean, it was kind of, it was vulgar and, you know, probably offensive if you were like a diehard Maybe, yeah. Mormon, you know, <laughs> member of the church. But like, it was so well produced and the music was so good and it was so well written that you're right. almost like, this is like this is fucking brilliant. Like this is <laughs> how do you take this whole gag and turn it into uh like into, I'm, like, this, st- I'm this still okay with that stuff now. And I mean that that's maybe more up our alley and whatever, but um, but I was also a big Rent guy. Like I saw Rent on Broadway in New York when it was still playing there. It's like one of the oldest, you know, one of the most yep. famous musicals that you know of my generation anyway, and with a lot of history. And that was you know, like it was cool. Like I would never like I have no musical. No, I, I think on save my life, but like <laughs> I, I appreciate that, like a good story and like you know, kind of rock opera style. Like I'm, you know, well, a, did you ever a, see the the Rock of Ages one? No, I never live. Okay, so that was really no. I I haven't seen the movie, but I saw the the stage performance twice in Toronto. And it was fantastic, right? I've seen Joseph. I've seen like I uh, yeah, Joseph. I, Joseph was that was one of the first ones I I ever saw as a kid. I think our family in Vancouver. Um, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I have so much respect for that that talent. Like, and to me, it just like, doesn't have to. Like, these musical. I went and saw. It wasn't a musical, but again, at the NAC, a friend of mine wanted. She was a big uh, Harry Potter mm. nerd. I'd never seen or read any of the movies, any of the books, nothing. Just, I just come on, some like I go with me. You'll enjoy it, right? And this was like a it was like a weird parody called Potted Potter, and it was. Again, hilarious. You didn't have to have seen any, like, it's just this idea of going out and checking out something live is... Something out of your, like... That yeah, you know, and it was fun, right? And comfort zone. And then I asked her to come to a couple punk rock shows with me afterwards, and that was sort of the payoff of that, and, <laughs> and <laughs> which it, wasn't her scene either, so... Spam a lot, like the Monty Python show. Yeah. So good. Okay, yeah. see, like, these are the sorts of things, right? Like, it doesn't have You'd to... be really confused if you've never really seen Monty Python right. and went to Spam a lot, like the, 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 the catapult with the cow coming over and, like, the killer bunny. Okay. <laughs> Well, see, to me, that was the brilliance of this potted Potter thing, right? I'd not, I knew almost nothing about Harry Potter and I still enjoyed the hell out of that show, right? And it's like a comedy, it's just two guys that travel around putting on this kind of parody show about Harry Potter. And so like, that was awesome too. So I have no idea how we ended up down this. Uh, I think I asked you, I guess, if you were, uh, cause, oh, cause I think we started, with Stratford. Sh- we, we started with Shakespeare and yeah. the Stratford. That's right. This, uh, this beer's from Stratford, the, uh, the Perth city, Perth city, uh, conspiracy um so we'll move on from there look it's been a while since you've been on we we did talk you 
you've been on remotely several times throughout the pandemic. You may be uh, were our MVP throughout the pandemic in terms of both your own appearances and people you helped line up um, <laughs> to, to keep this show You're afloat. better off getting me to line up people for you. But every now and then you get stuck, stuck with the Huff. Um, look, the, the season, let's just lay the cards on the table, hasn't been that great for the Red Blacks. Oh, you, know, you noticed? It's, it's been a bit of a struggle. Um, we're not going to you know, pick apart the team and this has gone right and this has gone wrong and everything like that. But just, you know, there was a lot of optimism, I think, across the league coming into this year, just sort of like, thank God we're back up and going. And that was clearly evident here in town, both from the people that you helped bring on, plus yourself, plus AJ Jackiebeck was on. Shrides has obviously been a big part of this show. And even if there was some disagreement on how good the team was going to be, it's thank God it was back. And so just sort of, you know, what's the mood been like over in the OSEG offices and, you know, the, the performance of the team hasn't been great. The results haven't really been there, but kind of this balancing act of, you know, the optimism that was there at the beginning of the season to the point now where the season's winding down, it hasn't gone that well, but how's everybody handling it over there? What's the mood like? Well, on a personal note, I'm just mostly happy we survived. Right. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, you really didn't know if the season was going to happen, how it was going to happen, what it was going to look like. Um, there are so many new rules and procedures and processes and a whole bunch of other synonyms for the same thing that I could probably <laughs> keep listing. But it was, so it was weird to Stratford start. Words. And I think, like, at the end of the day, you didn't really know what you were going to get. We were, especially for us, we were coming in with a. A mostly new coaching staff. We had some last minute, late, or maybe not last minute, but late off season retirements yeah. of some key of some key players, and the CFL just being kind of the the league it is with the turnover you have. That you know, on paper, you always say on paper going into the season, you're comfortable, you know, you're confident and you're happy and you're you know confident this is going to be a a competitive team, and you know, ultimately. Shit just didn't go our way. Right. I think you watch a lot of these games, um, a lot of our games this year, we were in a lot of them. There was, you know, maybe not always the most exciting, exciting outcomes or exciting, you know, games and in, in latent games sometimes. Um, but there were a lot of, a lot of games that we were in. So maybe that record is a little bit, a little bit deceptive, but you know, at the end of the day, just not good enough. Um, you know, you can blame every friggin' reason under the sun for that, but like sometimes a whole bunch of things just sure. don't go your way and they all snowball into mm-hmm. into what this year has kind of become. But to your question, um, this team has been awesome this year. Like the guys, obviously you want to win and you're pissed off and disappointed when you don't, but um, the guys on this team have not, there's been no kind of like, woe is me, let's, you know, screw the rest of it kind of thing. The guys have stuck together really well and the vibe in the locker room during games has been positive and upbeat and, you know, encouraging of each other. And, um, it's been, it's been odd, but it's been positive in the sense that, you know, we have these good, you know, we've seen leaders emerge on this team and you've seen kind of individual, very positive things that have, that have happened that should excite people for the future, but they just all haven't come together to make, you know, to get us the wins that we needed. But I've been impressed for the most part with guys and how they've stuck to it and haven't, you know, hung their heads too much. What about, and you're one of those rare guys who can take us behind the scenes a little bit. What about around the offices? Like there are people who it's their everyday job to try and sell tickets, right? Or, or see if season ticket 
holders are happy and want to renew and whatever. And when you go through a season like this, that really hasn't been overly successful, uh, that can be a strain. And, and sometimes you get blasted when you pick up the phone and uh, all of a sudden this ticket rep is taking a, a beating. Yeah. And you know, our, a, our social media people get yeah, that too. I'm you know, sure. sometimes you read on the whole, the fans are here are, are awesome and supportive and our you know our season ticket numbers have reflected that we've had some people defer to sure to next year just because of the you know the reality that we're in with COVID yeah. and and you know people's different comfort levels with coming to a live game and being around that many people but overall um people have been really supportive and like frankly I understand where they're coming from you pay money and you want to see uh a winning team at the end of the day. Like that's what you're, you know, we, we can talk all we want about how great the atmosphere is and the production value of a Red Blast game. And it sure. is a great, it is great. It is a great party and people who don't care about football one way or the other, they come to a game, they still have a great time. And of that's, course, yeah. and that's awesome. But at the end of the day, like the people that, you know, the football people want to see some, want to yeah. see some wins. So it's a strain on all of us. Like, I don't think anyone's had their, you know, the most fun of their, of their time here this past year. And it is, you know, in my world, trying to, you know, promote the team in a way that's going to encourage people to come and buy tickets. And then the, you know, the ticket people trying to get people to buy tickets and trying to market different aspects of, of the operation so that you keep people engaged, even when the season's not going, not going the right way. So it is, you know, it's a little bit more, I don't know, you're a bit more worn out come this time, time of year, but you're also, we don't have a lot of time to just sit around and lick our wounds and feel sorry for ourselves. Like we're, we're excited for next year. And, that that kind of stuff starts now. Like the you know we're out of the playoffs. That's no secret. We want people to be excited for for 2022. And so we see some of the re signings that we've had the last the last couple of weeks for players are really kind of trying to turn that page. So not a lot of woe is me. Just like I think a few people probably need a a, break. a little bit of a mental break, <laughs> no doubt, and reset for for what's coming next. Just quickly, if you can take us inside the organization, are those the same people, or are they split up a little bit that are also dealing with sixty uh, sevens ticket holders? It like, tends to be a combination of the same people, okay. yeah. Especially post COVID, when we had you know a bit yeah. of reduction in our staffing for for a while. Now that's you know we're we're starting to bring people back in and hire for certain positions again. But yeah, a lot of the, especially in the ticketing world, a lot of those people. You know, we got a very small but mighty staff right. of, of ticket of ticket salespeople, and they yeah they tend to do tend to do both. Some people are dedicated to to one or the other, but you know, it's a, a they do for all our properties, concerts, and, and that kind of thing too. So they're a busy bunch. So you know, uh, I'm one of those guys who's uh, happy to take as many punches as I can at the senators and their fan base, and attendance at the Sens games has been down. Now that started before the pandemic, right? The, part of it was the way the franchise was being run and the results they were getting. And now, certainly, there's a hesitancy, not just in Ottawa. You've seen it. The Leafs aren't selling out games. The Habs aren't selling out every game. This has become a thing where it's reasonable to expect that some people aren't ready to return to live sports. Uh, as you've sort of gone through this and, and seen that the Red Blacks' attendance numbers have been down through the year. Have you guys been able to sort of identify or, or like fully capture how much of it is based on team results and how much of it is based on, um, you know, hesitancy due to the pandemic? I would think being outside would be helpful. It was certainly to me when I was trying to decide which, which events I was ready to go to outdoors was more appealing 
than indoors. But like, have you and your staff been able to pinpoint, okay, yes, the numbers are down, but this percentage of it is due to pandemic hesitancy, which in time will fade. And this much is based on our results. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good question way to put it. But I think I think it's a bit of a couple. Well, it's a couple things. I think the deferrals initially that you saw people before this season started wanting to to push their season tickets to 2022. That mm-hmm. was purely, I think, almost exclusively based in people's comfort levels right. of coming back post-pandemic because the team hadn't been on the field yet. You, you know, you didn't really get, nobody had a, you know, opti- we were all optimistic. We didn't know which way the sure. season was going to go. So yeah. I think a lot of those people, yeah, like, you know, your reduced capacity, weren't sure how it was going to look. We didn't know at the time if there was going to be cancellations or postponements or other games getting impacted by COVID. Fortunately, other than Edmonton early in the season that we got, we've gotten through, you yeah. know, there's still a couple weeks left in the season in the gray cup. But for us anyway, we've um, gotten through it without any issues. So that, I think there was that initial wave of people. And then I think where, where the, you know, the, the results on the field impact us the most is your walk up crowd. Right. Uh, coming to games and you know the family out for lunch last minute deciding to buy a ticket sure. and not only has that been a result of the of the you know the the results on the field but we have just gotten absolutely screwed by mother nature for the last oh. two seasons i don't know who to blame i don't know who to write a letter to <laughs> but that's true like between i normally hold you to it if i thought you were being you know, full no, of shit. It's always it's raining. 2019, it's... 2019 and this year, like the number of games that have either poured rain yes. or had serious yeah. threat of rain. Yeah. And like that, that screws your walk up too. Cause people are looking at the forecast. Like, it's like, do I want to go sit in an open air yeah. stadium? Can I get tickets high enough on the high enough right. up on the North side to be covered by the roof? Um, none no, of that helps. That's And fair. so when you're coming out of like COVID and all that stuff, um, when it's yeah, it's a little bit discouraging when you look at the forecast for two weeks out. You're like, oh, shit, it's gonna be a monsoon for the next two games. That's not gonna help. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to stay on this too long, but let me ask you one other thing on this particular sub. It might turn into two things. Um, have you noticed a difference as far as the Red Blacks and the 67s? Because you work for both of these organizations under, you know, obviously under one umbrella the 67s are an indoor mm-hmm. facility and I've talked to some people that I know um, just anecdotally right down in Oshawa because that's where I grew up. I have some people who work around or cover that. The team. schwa. The dirty schwa, man. I yeah. didn't want to say dirty schwa, but we have, we're no, that's where it is. Yeah. All hail Schwalywood. So look, they've had trouble, but you know, at some point, this is a conversation we've had a few times on this show that the point of getting everyone vaccinated was so that we could get back to normal, right? What's it been like on the 67 side of things in terms of getting people back just because that's an indoor facility? Has it been tougher? Have It's been more, it's been closer to normal than I expected. Really? Yeah. I think I'd have to look. So, and this is just me having not talked to our, our ticketing group, but our attendance for early in an OHL season mm-hmm. when football's still going on, coming out of a pandemic has been, I don't know if it's been the best in, in the OHL, but it's been high up there. Right. Um, and Ottawa has always had a very good, like yeah, one of the biggest I mean, attendance. We have the, and we have this amazing history for the 67s and people, but at the same time, 
OHL attendance is very fickle. So yeah. it's like early in the season, in a regular season, like forget all the COVID stuff, but like early in a regular season, it starts off a little slower. People are kind of waiting to see how it goes. Are we good? It picks yeah. up as the team, you know, as long as the team's competitive, which it has been for the last bunch of years, which mm-hmm. is great. And then you tend to have a dip early in the playoffs because group sales and bringing in, you know, minor league, minor hockey teams and stuff are huge during the regular season. And when the playoffs come, you don't have as much lead time to know when those games are happening. So you tend to have a little bit of a dip in the first round of the playoffs and it'll come back again as you as you go forward, hopefully, sure. in the playoffs. So OHL, junior hockey attendance is is an insane <laughs> thing to begin with. Like, it's really hard to to track and and predict, but this year has been really good. Like, the games, and it's a weekend league too, right? So yes. you're going to see some, we've had some really good crowds on the, on the Friday night and the Sunday afternoon games, Tuesday games, a little bit less so. Like, you're trying to get families yeah. to bring their kids out during the school year to... To, to games is a little bit tougher, but overall, and the team has been good. Like the team is fighting for first in the first in the conference right now, and mm-hmm. um, that you know we can talk about marketing and media outreach and advertising and all that shit as much as you want. But if the team, <laughs> the team's got to do its part too. Yeah. In the sixty sevens, um, it's been good so far. Scrappy, less experienced, younger team, but they're you know, getting the points right now, so that helps helps me. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Which is obviously the ultimate goal is to make <laughs> That's really the only thing we're worried about. Yeah, yes. um, on both sides of this, whether it be the indoor factor with the 67s, whether it be outdoor with the Red Blacks, uh, I guess the first example that I would have seen here in Ontario was first when they brought the Blue Jays back. And they said, we're going to limit it to 15,000 people. And everyone was like, all right, that seems sensible in a 50,000 seat stadium. And then they just put all 15,000. put everyone in the, in the same section. Yes. You're like, oh, like, I'm not sure you understand what's happening. doing that shit? Like that, that, it's really hard to take your infection control right. protocol seriously. When, yeah. And that there was a certain amount of, I was willing to defer, like, cause it was just like, well, now we only have to run so many entrances and so many bathrooms and so many concessions and we can employ less. And you're like. So it has nothing to do with infection control. Well, it's like I guess staffing and. But it, you're also, I guess, in their minds, exposing less people to the look. It's it's all business. I get the problem was with them all being behind home plate. They're constantly on camera, and you can see that like two thirds of them are not keeping their masks on. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, with attendance down for the Red Blacks, but things indoors for the sixty sevens looking uh, not too bad so far. Has that been? a challenge here in Ottawa and how hard is it worthwhile pressing, right? You, you get people to come and spend their money and there's sort of these weird loose, you know, if you're sipping a beer, you don't yeah. have to have it on. If you're eating I a hot drink dog, my beer and keep it next to my face. Yeah. For three straight hours. Right. And, like, what do you think has, you know, I have, I have a ver- vast variety of thoughts on this subject. Then hit me with all of them, man. Let's have, <laughs> let's hear it. From a spit, like specific to the 67s and the red Blacks, it you know it's a mixed it's a very mixed bag right it's you know we we encourage people to there's signs all over the place there's in game announcements I don't know if you saw our Aaron Rodgers graphic of him wearing a mask that we posted in the uh, <laughs> posted in game at the last Red Blacks game I did see that it was hilarious wear your bloody mask but <laughs> so people have been not bad I think it's been a learning process for people and there's a 
a fight to be fought with the you know the school of of thinking that you know we're outside so screw it um, right which is tough because you know we're all there like you know that's that is the rule so we're, you know it's we, so ha- weird, we have eh? like, people we have staff we have volunteers we have a lot of people reminding you most people have been pretty good um, you always have your of course you know those people yeah. that like think you're stepping on their rights to, don't I don't even know what that me. right is you're defending it anymore right. but like your right to not be masked <laughs> uh, it's not a thing but um, it's been it's been great yeah I, I haven't we haven't had a huge deal it is a bit of a it is a bit of a battle but um, you know people have been great about showing their vaccination record coming into games we really haven't had many issues on that front so um, have you caught any fakes I don't think so no not that I know of I mean who, uh, a lot of people come in and you, you never know how yep. I mean that, that's the other thing like how much effort do you want to go through to, this is it. <laughs> to do this especially if you believe in this this much and like you heard like there was a story about yesterday somewhere in, in Gatineau a, a couple like and they were in their 50s like you think people know better but they were refused to wear masks they caused yes. a ruckus they finally got pulled over by the cops on their way and got fined like <laughs> five grand or something like that like <laughs> was it worth it like that's what I like anytime I've ever gotten in whether it's at work or like at a game or just day to day hear someone if you know if I make the mistake of getting involved in those conversations which I, <laughs> I know better and it's like is, is it worth like the embarrassment you're causing to yourself is it worth the mental energy well, you're spending because these on the are also argument? the same like, people who jump online and go you'll never see another dime of my money to a restaurant like, or a team okay. or whatever you're like great but now you went to the effort of spending money to get a fake yeah QR and, code or passport or whatever and if you're going to be that kind of person like I just assume not deal with you like oh, I'm someone sure, else but... is going to someone else is going to spend money here because we yeah. take the health and safety of our 100%. customers seriously yeah. so um, if you want to stand on your like ridiculously high but kind of lame high horse, right? Well, I was speaking to it's like standing on a three-legged high horse, like it's <laughs> like you don't have a topple over yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I spoke to my mom just the other day that was like, "Oh, this local restaurant was whatever," at letting people in and got busted, and all she said was like, "You, you do what you got to do, but I'm not coming to your restaurant now." <laughs> like I know you aren't interested in keeping us safe. And it's bad business. Like, it is bad Like, business. for every idiot who's anti-mask or anti-vaccination, you're going to have 100 people yes. that are supporting it. So, like, I don't give a, you know, I my ticketing people probably won't like this. But, like, we don't, like, we don't want that negative antagonistic yeah. garbage around all the time. Like, it's just, no one wants that. It's not useful to anything. So, just, like, come and hang out and have a good time at a game or at the bar or whatever. But, sure. like... Stop being selfish. Well, and this was the whole thing, right? Was I've been back and forth on a few things, and I'll be honest with people, just because I've talked about it on the show a few times, was back in June, I bought tickets to go to a concert last Thursday, right? November 4th. Um, Anti-Flag was here in town. That was supposed to be the last thing I was going to go to before the whole world shut off. And so I didn't go. And then they announced they were going to restart their tour here. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. And I bought tickets in June because we were on the right path for everything, right? Vaccinations were up and the numbers were down. And and then here we end up in November like, oh, I see like a bunch of people just stopped. And I just personally wasn't ready to go stand in some tiny, sweaty little club. And yeah, but I got no beef with those who do like this is what we were trying to get to, right? Like this is where we were well, trying to got their own. Right. 
And so I was totally willing to come out to TD Place because it's outdoors, right? And and that's where I'm at. If other people are ready to go to the Sens or ready to go to the 67s, I got no beef. I don't, earlier on, I absolutely judged people down in the US when the NHL or the NBA opened up their buildings long before. Well, they, that was long before vaccination. Yes. That was long before yes. like really understanding. And so I exactly absolutely judged those For people. Sure, I, I don't do. anymore. If yeah. you're double jabbed and yeah. have at it. Like that, and but so. But at the same time, if you're double jabbed and you're still going to go be an asshole, no, of and course. be like, well, I'm vaccinated, so I don't need to wear this. I don't yeah. need to wear my mask. Like, you know, like. That was happening. There was a friend of mine who texted me after going to a Blue Jays game and saying, um, there was two people behind her. She didn't, this was just before the Blue Jays started insisting on the, that you were vaccinated. If you remember when they first opened up, it was, you had to have had a recent test or something. Yeah. And so she went and almost everyone in her section was wearing their mask, but there was two guys who weren't that were just yelling every, you sheep, you fucking losers. You Sheeple. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like just, they all come from the same playbook. Uh, I know. I, and it's not a great one. It's not a good, but <laughs> it's that's. It's not even a well-written. But that's one when I listen to, like. I mean, God, I've been a Packer. Like, my f- grandfather was a Packers fan. But, like, when I hear a guy like Aaron Rodgers, like, not only sound off with some, like, completely nonsensical point of view, points of view, he's hitting all of them. Like, yep. he's hitting, like, it's yep. like he's reading the list of yep. excuses not to follow these guidelines. <laughs> and he's not just picking one. He's going to hit them all. Like, yeah. infertility. Like, well, you have, uh, a, you have like, a, well, so, like, basically have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you having an anaphylactic reaction to any vaccine. So like, well, I remember like him saying when he came into this and first of all, like he was very good in terms of how he misled everyone. Oh, oh, I'm immunized. Yeah. When have you had the vaccination? Yes, I've been immunized. Uh, All right. But no one in the moment follow up. Okay. You're, you're right. But in the moment uh, you'd kind of be like, like, he probably answered the question, I guess. Like, cause other at the time, Close enough, right? Like in terms and of media, your are like they're hesitant to push yep. those, especially then. But at the time, so he comes through, and now we find out that he hasn't been. And he's like, "How come all these people who have been vaccinated are still testing positive?" Like, dude, you and your homeopath, you've tested positive. Like your immunization yeah, that you're <laughs> claiming is better. You're only here because you've tested positive. Mix of Joe Rogan's like sage <laughs> medical, medical advice. advice. You're still getting it. So, like, what's your... Yeah, are, you UFC, like, what's, are you a UFC what, guy? And, yeah, no, but, no. like, sort of. Like, I mean, like... I, I love, I honestly, I love Joe Rogan as a color guy on UFC. Almost everything else he does makes me go, oh, Yeah, God, I don't like his... Please I, stop I, talking. I, I've never liked his podcast. I don't like... Early on, I did enjoy it because he had so many different people, right? He would have scientists. He would have... Right? Yeah. Like and, like, even up until, like, a year ago, like, he had Miley Cyrus on. I'm like, okay... Nothing, cra- there's not going to be any crazy political whatever. I'll still listen. Like, it's just two people getting high and shooting the shit, but just the worst and worst of Scott. Now it's like, like oh, and, no. and with, with Rogers, it's, and I, I tweeted this, and it was like, as soon as you use the words like, words like woke, yes, or the mainstream it's media, fixed. or like, you lose me. Like, I'm yeah. like, you're automatically, okay. like, I, you're, it's not your own thought. Yeah. I worked in the media for a long time. Like, nobody, there's no, coordinated media no. conspiracy no. to lie to you about contagious diseases. Like just saying that out loud sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's almost like we shouldn't look to podcast hosts. Certainly don't look to me. 
Um, or, or me, but I'll tell you like it is NFL if you ask quarterbacks to lead us through this pandemic. Woke, what do you call it? The woke mob? Like, yeah. Okay, on, buddy. You've been around long enough. Well, and it, it sucks, right? Because this is one of the biggest athletes in America and you're just like, oh no. Right? And it's, like, well, that, for that reason, it's dangerous. Like it's dangerous. He has a platform of, yes. you know, a ridiculously big platform that he, people listen to him yeah. Be like, well, if he says I can take a horse dewormer to cure my COVID, then it must be true because he can throw the ball really far. That was my only reaction when he put it. I just quote tweeted like, oh, no, he took the horse dewormer, he can't, didn't he? Like, <laughs> there was a great post on the Beaverton recently where it was like something about like horses using the COVID vaccine to get rid of their worms. <laughs> <laughs> We're all making fun of you. Yeah. Stop it. Well, let's move off that, man, because that's the. That's the depressing shit, right? We don't need to stay on that any longer. Uh, it was time to, uh, to grab a new pint, top things up. Would you go with this time? Mm. 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 I'm just finishing the last step of my first one, but here we go. All right. We have the uh, Perth Brewery Easy Amber. Okay. Which also says wet your thistle on the back, so I'm not sure if that's the name or just like a clever advice. Clever advice, <laughs> but the cottage, a sacred getaway. Is it a place or is it a state of mind? Ooh. Take it easy and mm. let this cool, laid-back amber help you decide. All right. Did you guys have a, you know, growing up, or are you a cottage guy? Um, yeah, my... Camping I, guy? My grandparents uh, out on the East Coast, just outside of Halifax, always had a cottage that nice. we uh, would grow up going to in the summers. And now my aunt, my mom's sister, has a place out there nearby. Um it's a house. It's a large house, but it's right on the water, so it's basically like the family cottage now. Gorgeous. How long is the drive? It's got to be fun. It's got to be like what, twelve hours? It's like maybe thirteen or fourteen yeah. hours, depending on how. So it's not a weekend job. No, this it's is like not. you're going it's, for ten days yeah, or something. It's an, yeah, it's a, it's a you got to have time to, to right. do it. But it, it's an easy drive. Yeah, and we've been doing it since we were kids. Um, and my mom, you know, eventually we were able to help her to, with the drive, which was which sure. was nice for her. But we would, yeah, she would uh, she would plow through. There was a new highway made along the way at some point that made it a lot shorter. It used to be a, really like a two day deal, but well, now you can just fly there. Gorgeous, man. But I haven't been back in a bit. I miss the summer because of you know, you know football job work stuff <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so I am into. Uh, someone left me two of these. And uh, our buddy Steve Bunda, who I know you know is a... Love Bunda. Yeah, probably better than I do. Congrats on the new job, Bunda. I was just going to say, he uh, put out on his Twitter here on Wednesday, uh, I guess it was a week or two ago, he mentioned that he was leaving TSN 1200. And uh, it was just here on uh, on Wednesday that he announced he was going to be the new sports reporter for Faces Ottawa. Yeah. If I, you know better than I do, I'm sure, what the deal is here with... Uh, faces. I'm not super familiar. Well, I'm excited that they're hiring a full-time... Hang on, let's just give it a crack here. Yes. Um, they've always been... Faces always been good to us in the sense that they could, you know, reach out and do profiles on our guys and put... The, it's a very nice publication. Like, it looks... Like, it's very slick. Okay. Good photography, good, yep. you know, good content. But now that they're hiring someone like Bunda to do this. Bringing in the beard. I really like it. Like yes. I'm, I'm stoked that they're going to have a dedicated uh, dedicated sports guy. Already, He, he called me a, a few days ago before he announced where he was going just to give me a heads up because I like to be in the know on sure. these things. And um, 
that's what I said. I was like, this is perfect. Like it's it's perfect for him. I know he wanted something something a little little different, mm-hmm. and he's been so good to us over the years with the Red Blacks. So um, sad to have him leave that side of things, but I imagine I will be seeing him plenty still. Well, he is uh, one of those guys, much like yourself, like a friend of the show that we've made through the pandemic, right? Where you know we sort of did our own thing every now and then. We'd have guests in and. You know, the pandemic sort of forced you to do different things. And I think it forced other organizations to be open to people like us to keep their name out there, to keep, you know, the conversation alive. I don't want to speak for why you decided to bother for us. Or beer, us, I told you. It's, <laughs> it's, I told you it's the beer. You, okay, just turned, to, you turned out to be a decent guy. And How the many different good, people so I've had good. to say to, hey, normally we would have you in and provide the beer, but... You know, pandemic, we need you to come on remotely and provide your own beer. It's like when I was doing this remotely, I was like, shit, I got to go and buy some. Yeah. As if I didn't already have Yeah, no, beer. exactly. But yeah. um, we needed people to stick with us. And Bunda was one of those guys. He and Creech started coming on um, very early on. You know, like I said, March 2020, the world shut down. The UFC was one of the first sports mm-hmm. to start back up. And those guys are both big UFC guys. Nerds. And that was sort of, that was sort of where I fell back in love with the UFC. I'd loved it for a long time and then I sort of, you know, fell away from it and then all of a sudden it was like the only sport going unless you wanted to watch golf or whatever, which power to you. It's just not my thing. I have a hard time with golf. Yeah. Like watching, uh, you know, mad respect to the people who can sit there and yes. watch a whole like four days worth of a tournament <laughs> without, like, I just, show me the playoff hole at the end. Right. Show me the highlights and in the middle, but to your point about guys like Creature and Bunda, like I think during the pandemic, a lot of people, myself included, had like fortunate to still be working full time, mm-hmm. but like we had more time around working, and yeah. there was more, you know, more opportunity to go and and you know do this, do, do something like this, which was you know one of the one of the few things that was still allowable. Like I right, could still. <laughs> At least let me talk to somebody. Right. I don't get to talk to people for a while. I get. You know. and, and so we did a bunch of them, you know, teeing up these UFC events with, with Creech and Bunda. And just two weeks ago, um, on the heels of UFC 2, or on the heels of, in front of UFC 267 and UFC 268, you know, just a week apart, got those guys in studio for the first time. And, you know, we, we've had them on a bunch of times. Really appreciate the job. Couple of the, the, beauties. Yeah. And so really excited for Bunda, right? Really excited for what he's going to bring to uh, to Faces. Put out a tweet today. So, you know, I'm prepared to meet whoever's in charge over at Faces in the middle of the octagon to fight <laughs> over the idea that Bunda can still come here. Uh, it's really a bluff. I I, I, think, I don't know what I to do for, in the octagon. Any, any smart organization or publication, they want their people to do... Just get out there. Get, this like, get is out Steve there. Bunda get, like, of like, Faces Magazine. Yeah. I, so we do I think it. my organization would wish that I would keep my mouth slightly more <laughs> some of the time, but I think that's why we love you. Like we, you they have, no one's <laughs> fixed me yet. I, yeah. Right. My filter is, I have a filter, but it's set differently. Well, some congratulations to Steve Bunda on the new gig. Um, we're, we're optimistic that, uh, that that will still allow him to come in here and do some of these uh, UFC shows as we move forward. Why don't we talk a little Senators? Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell everyone what I'm wearing. Not much. You showed up here in a thong and <laughs> Leafs hat, crotchless pants, the <laughs> yeah. usual. It's my. I yeah. I don't I don't usually throw on a jersey. I for Halloween I was John Gott 
And so I wore the Red Blacks beer chug jersey. <laughs> and I'm currently wearing the, what would you call this, the Heritage class, the Heritage jersey yeah, with the right. O on it. I, I love this jersey. Best, but I also hate the team that you like, so I thought I would rub it in Best Sens jersey this. ever? Yeah, you know, because I love the the, the 2D yeah. black jersey now. Basically the one that they've thrown back to from the early 90s. Exactly. It was my favorite then. I think I that's the best one, too. Like, it was a no-brainer, especially that black one. The new, like the new home jersey, oh, it's, so, it's gorgeous. It's like one of the nice, one of the best ones in the it league. It is, yeah, honestly, like, it is. If like, I, I get people like you know the original six. Everyone's always going to gravitate yeah. to those, but like outside of that, and I don't care about the rest of the team. So even including those teams, I think it's <laughs> it's it's a really nice. Lo- it makes you wonder why they went to all this stupid shit in between. Well, the 3D thing where the guys the kind sands, of winking at you. The sands yeah, the one, sands not, one down the no. yeah. No, it wasn't good. Same with the lightning where it was like. Bolts down there. No, like, you don't put the that's not your nickname name on there. Right? So, no, I'm with you. The, the, That'd be like the Leafs putting like the buds, buds. on there. Like, <laughs> can you imagine what the fan base would do if that happened? <laughs> they would buy it. And they would we, buy it, and then we would sign a new free agent with it. That's what. No, look, you're right. We'd I, make a documentary propaganda <laughs> film about it. <laughs> no, you're buds are nothing or uh, or whatever. But no, you're right, man. It, it it's. It's a return to, uh, look, probably because I'm not a Sens guy, I didn't hate the first couple 3D, like the first one had like, it was red, but with like that blue or black, oh, white, yeah. so, I didn't hate that. But then they got into like the big gold it got weird. stuff. It yeah, got no, weird. I, I, I like New Jersey's. I like trying to read, yeah. but like don't stick with them if they don't resonate no, with the fans. No, it didn't work. It's, got to, it's, it's like all it. about the fans. Like yes. you can't just stick your heels in and be like, this is what we're so I find now this return to the 2D, um, it's original six-ish, right? Yeah. Kind of like the Blues, kind of like the Flyers, kind of like, you know, weren't original six teams. But you look at those logos and go, yes. And the fans were calling for this for so yeah. long, too. Like, just give us our give us our OG logo back. It's right. so nice. It's so slick. So coming into this season, um, fans were hoping this was going to be the year that the team turned a corner. It might be still. It might be still. But probably not. It doesn't look great <laughs> off the hop. Um, Timmy Stew looks to be doing what a lot of young guys do with the sophomore slump. Not scoring. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rough. Yeah. Uh, I've said a bunch of times, I didn't mind trading for Matt Murray. I hated the extension, the contract that they gave him. Uh, That wasn't good. Like, it was worth trading for that guy to see what you could, you know, what he might still have, what it hasn't been good. What do you make of of the Sens so far? And is it still, you, you said it, it's early. Is it still early enough that they can turn this around and still be pressing for what they wanted to do this year in terms of uh, pushing think for a playoff as, spot? You know, as a long-suffering, sometimes jubilant sense fan, <laughs> but not lately, um, I think they're, you know, I, I think we're starting to see kind of what this team's going to be this year, which I think, again, is going to end up being... Like last year where they're going to, you know, they're going to push eventually and they're going to be scrappier and they might, you know, flirt with the idea of being in contention for a playoff spot without actually getting one. But um, I think they're missing a year like this. This should have been the year where they were legitimately challenging right, for a top eight spot in the conference. So that's unfortunate. And it's, it's, what's it's more, the unf- D. it's the D. It's this like. 
insistence on playing these guy, these veteran guys still like as if they haven't gotten shit not shit shatten shat on Kirk. enough that yes. um, over the last couple of years for playing these. Listen, I get it. I like I I, I I my position allows me to be in a locker room a lot with with a lot of players, and you do respect the veteran guy who yeah. has that voice. Yeah, but you need that veteran guy to be able to play. Yep, and they're missing that right now. And then you get, you know, you see a guy like Gustafson come up and like mm-hmm. play very well in goal for them. And then he gets shuffled back down. And that may be just a numbers thing right now and trying, but if they're not going to start him in the next game or whatever, but you need, when guy, when fans get excited about a player like that, you need to probably ride him a little bit, especially when he's getting your results. And like, I don't, you know, I'm not the one paying their checks. So like, I get it. Murray's You're making more not. money and you don't want to <laughs> bury him, bury him in the minors. But my God, like, there's so many good pieces with this team right now, but they're just not being put in the right spots so this to was, succeed. Right. Like Stutzel, like man, like the kid is so good. Like yeah. he's like he's everywhere sometimes, and they've said it over and over in the season. Like they're gonna come, they're gonna come for mm-hmm. him. They probably will, but yeah. they need to come sooner. And he needs to be put with players that are gonna make that happen. Like he's still got five assists in eleven games Dick or whatever. But he needs to, the guy to be sent him off. No, it's, like look and. Obviously, I'm not a Sens guy. I like Nick Paul. He's a good player. Yeah. He's not a number two center. Don't they? And sometimes yeah. you see flashes of him where it's like he plays that kind of game where you're like, all right, maybe you can turn into right. this. But again, like Nick Paul's not a like, he's not new. Like he was part no. of the Spezza deal. Like, he's, yes, he goes back a bit, and they put a lot of work into developing that guy. Right, and he does he does some things really well, but not con- you're not seeing any kind of consistency there. Do you think so? We had uh, Graham Nichols, the six sends on the uh, on the podcast at the beginning of the season to kind of tee up the year, and he said then, and I've sort of deferred to him that Gustafson is probably the best goalie in the organization. Matt Murray is the highest paid goalie in the organization, so he's going to be around as well. Uh, Forsberg has played well when called upon, but he's probably. You know, in terms of your level of investment in no, the he's organization, a he's a spot. Yeah, he's going to go right. right? Yeah. So, this is uh, the thing I wanted to maybe ask you about: is last year there was all sorts of criticism coming into that shortened season. They brought in Derek Stepan. They brought like there was all sorts of veter- uh, Galchenyuk, right? Those veterans put in the way of the young kids, in theory, in order to force the young kids to push their way in and they did and the senators were much better after their yeah. what two go figure 10 and 0 start or whatever yeah. all those vets get pushed out of the way the kids start to play and it goes well and everybody goes okay lesson well learned we won't do that again and then we roll in and here's Del Zotto yeah. and again here's Matt Murray like I'm so, it, and again you need like I'm a big believer and you need it like if you're going to have five yeah. Young up and coming defenseman, you do need a vet, two years. but you yeah, you need a guy that like is a still an impact guy. Yeah. Like, I don't like pay pay for one. Like it's you have a lot of young guys, but it holds no Brandstrom right dra- down. Yeah, right. It holds like though so Brandstrom. I'm not in the camp. Like I don't know what's. Gonna I love Brandstrom. I, I, I still too, think like, he might. Ma- I still think he might be very good. He needs to change how he plays. Yeah, then because he can't yeah. take four or five big hits a night no, and try to not. be that kind of defenseman. <laughs> no. He needs to be. 
which I don't know if he's not now. He needs to be more of a Carlson kind of shifty, like yeah. avoid getting not like Zach. <laughs> not Carlson, everyone can be. You Carlson. need to avoid getting hit yes. if you're going to be his size and that kind of defenseman. Like yeah. you, you can't put yourself in a position to get rocked constantly because you're going to die. I guess my only point would be we all came out of last year, myself included, man, and going, okay, the Sens learned that lesson. It was a painful lesson Didn't and learn they've it. learned it. No. And here we are again. Matt Murray yeah. is not better than Gustafson right now. Delzato is not better than Brandstrom right now. And we're still doing this, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I wonder. You have if, to give the you have to give the young guys a chance, like a proper chance. Yeah. And if they get slaughtered, like so be it. Well, you, like you, they're you, doing it right now, right? Like Brandstrom got to play with Zub. Like to me, that's a fair. But, but only a, because like half a dozen guys have COVID yes. right now, or, <laughs> no, right. or, or, or in the protocols for you know yes. close contact with. So it's great. Like you want to see that. God, you want to see all those young guys play. Yeah. And like Jacob Bernard Docker, like you want to see him come up and play. Like, like no more of the Zaitsev, uh, Brown, Delzato. Oh God, like awful. I can't. Like it's not as much fun to watch. I'd rather see a guy, a young guy, make mistakes and be yeah. flying around the ice trying to make up for his mistakes. Than well, and they have those guys. Like Brandstrom could do that. Use him. He's fast enough yeah. to do that. Use him. Just don't let him get hit all the time. <laughs> well, that's sort of on him. I he's guess. Gonna, yeah, I know. He's gonna like he's gonna die. What do you make of the NHL right now? Just in the sense of, you know, the Blackhawks have got their shame. You couldn't have dropped the fucking ball worse than the, this league has. The Ducks now, it doesn't sound like it's the same kind of thing, but they're, they've had their GM step aside while an investigation is being run for kind of, it seems to be, and we'll see where this comes out, but more of a hostile work environment yeah. more than maybe the assault kind of thing. Yeah. Look, part of this goes to the NHL reaffirming or, um, you know, coming out afterwards after the Chicago stuff saying, look, if you got stuff on your radar, you better own up to it now. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty rich. Like up until now, it's been like, hide your shit yes. and there won't be consequences. Yeah. And now what? Like you're suddenly going to become the, we the heavy hand. Like how about like, like there's such a bigger problem than, just the one-off teams now. No. There's you, no consequences. There's no consequences for this kind of stuff unless, you know, some somebody like Rick Westhead, you yeah. know, devotes time to yep. making sure it happens. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, without Rick. And Katie Strang. Yeah. And, Basically like, the two of them. That's the two, it. They're, they're the only two yep. Yep. that really went hard on this. And without them... They're still carrying happen. on. The Blackhawks yeah. are doing their thing. Yeah. Brad Aldridge still has his name and on like, the cup. And like you see, like they like the league came out. What they said they won't pay for the counseling and whatever other yeah. services for for John Doe too. Like it's I'm sorry, like the 16 year old that got raped. Yeah, yep. because the Blackhawks dropped the ball Gave on him the a letter so badly. of recommendation. Christ, like it goes beyond paying for his counseling. Like you should be responsible for him. Yep, like every. Thing that he needs yep. you to be responsible for, so I like it. Gross. It, it's the well, whole this thing, is it, right? When they depressing. did that first press conference with Bettman and uh, and Bill Daly, I came on this podcast by myself to the solo show, and I just railed on it because look, I understand the idea of legal culpability. I understand those guys are sure. both They're uh, be- lawyers. They're, I understand this is legal be speak in court for forever, but you, you have- condescending fucks, yeah, right? Like it was awful, and you showed no compassion. 
You showed no interest in the victims. It was all... Ju- and even when they talked about Sheldon Kennedy, who we've well, all known about for like oh, over a... Oh, I'm sorry. Sheldon's abuse didn't happen at the NHL so level, we so we don't give a shit. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I, that's I, gross. Like, if I had gross. a kid in minor hockey, like, I would be worried about... Yeah. ...where that ends. Like, who's protecting... Nobody, clearly. Clearly. And people, like, you know... Like the stuff in the stuff in uh, in Chicago, like it was like, well, he's a, you know, Beach is a big boy. Oh, that was Aldrich awful. was a little guy. Like, how, like, do you how understand power dynamics at all? And can you understand how what that would feel like to someone who's experienced right. similar abuse? Right. To be like, oh, okay, well, You're physically, you should have beat him like, up. Yeah, great. I'm cut tomorrow, and I'm out yeah, the door. Yeah, my life is over. But well, there's a size imbalance, so you couldn't possibly have assaulted me. Like go, like go to hell. Yeah, yeah. It, it's awful, man. And and this is a conversation that we've had on the show before about just sort of the idea that I I love hockey. But I I think I hate the NHL. It makes it a lot harder to support the product because yeah. like, what's going to happen the next time it happens? You think like. The Blackhawks aren't an isolated no. incident of no. this kind of thing. Like it's not maybe like the same thing, but there's another team that's covering something up yep. that's ha- that they've been made aware of. Well, and we'll see, right? In terms of and not just in hockey, in like no any pro sport. There's you know there's a lot of and, shit and that goes y- down. All that ever shows up, I'm sure you've seen it in your replies on Twitter. I've seen it in mine. People say, "Oh, you're just soft. Oh, you're just you know that's that's sports." Um, you snowflake or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, snowflake. You know what? It's one thing in sports to, you're gonna, especially in coaching, at some point you have to be able to say, not good enough, not hard enough. You're not, that's not the same as berating someone, right? And screaming at them or abusing them. or or abusing them. Right. You have to be, yeah, sports is tough. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a snowflake, right? Like, I, I'm worried that some other poor kid's going to kill himself because of how he was treated by a coach down the road. But, like, I'm the, yeah. I'm the, I'm the sensitive one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's disgusting the way that some of this stuff gets painted, right? You, you absolutely, if you're going to compete in sports, you're going to have to be open to the idea of being criticized. No. You are not open to the idea of being abused. No. And those are very different things. And then being and, called a libtard or whatever yeah, when yeah, they no. decide that you're too soft to... Honestly. Yeah. I, I I just, it gets harder and harder to. The reckoning with the Blackhawks is not over. No. You, like it can't be like. Well, and the Ducks now, this yeah, isn't, like this isn't going to be the last one. And, and the players that have left these teams, like they know what happened. Like yes. they're like, it's the ones that are still like, of course the ones that are still there are going to say they, you know. Yeah, Kane and Taves, that was embarrassing. It was, it was gross. Yes. Because by all accounts. They knew. Yeah. Duncan Keith knew, but didn't know. Apparently didn't know. No, Come on, man. You don't want to make yourself, you don't want to take Every, the spotlight. You all don't these wanna... players that are now out of the league said, yeah, it happened. All the players that are still in the league go, I don't know, I didn't hear anything. Fuck off. But you see this in like the major case, like Larry Nasser from USA Gymnastics. Yeah. Yep. Like people are so terrified, like these victims are so scared of what's going to happen to their lives or careers that like, of course they're not going to. And then you have people that chirp them for saying, well, you didn't say anything while it was going on. I was like, well, I'm sorry the 11-year-old abuse victim didn't, yeah. you know, rat on the coach when he was telling her that he was going to, you know, <sighs> yeah. whatever if she did. So, no, I don't know. There's something, and it's not hockey, it's not whatever sport specifically, it's a culture thing. Yeah. And it's not anywhere close to getting fixed. 
what is it going to take? I don't know. Like honestly, it's I don't a know how to tear down is. and start over. Yeah, and even then, like, what do you? Well, Batman could start by resigning. I just feel like he's almost. I don't think he's going to. Mm-mm. But it feels like that's almost what it's going to take. Like a complete. And that only happens if the sponsors start to disappear yeah. and, Which, and make again, noise. Is embarrassing. Like, where is the threat? Yeah. From the big money people. Well, and you're starting to see like people tweeting out, here are the people who are the chief sponsors of the NHL because that's the only way that you're going to, you know, make any noise is getting the sponsors to go away. Like yeah. start, to pre- it's apparently on the Which fans. Which we won't all name so we don't get mad sued, but you should all pull your money out of that <laughs> league. You know who you are. Yeah. Invest it over here. Invest in the at, CFL. At, there you go. Or at Talking on you. Look, it, it it's gross, man, and it's embarrassing that it's on the fans to put pressure on the sponsors instead of the owners. But they are, man. On. Like that's the I one, maybe know. maybe the bright light of all this. Like people, like the average person is not happy. And no. I think if well, you have a hundred followers on social media, I think it's worth just hit it. Yeah, worth going after it because well, don't you feel voices. like this is one of those things, sort of similar to. Like the concussions in the NFL, right? Like it's different, but it's not, right? The the athletes are being treated like commodities. Yeah. And, and it takes a massive tipping point before anyone yeah. notices. Yeah. And they've. And the NFL they, still has it. Like how many players. They haven't was, totally, but they have started to change the rules a little bit to, sure, to account like, for it that. It took like players with CTE yeah. like committing a murder because of the head damage, yep. like, you know, to. Like that probably shouldn't be the line that it no, takes okay. to get. Fair to. enough. Yeah, right? but you know what I'm saying yeah. in the sense that that's how you make noise. Yeah, right? that's how you make a difference is getting the sponsors because I don't really care about it's all the, money. Yeah, it's all money. Anything else we should get to on this one, man? Because oh, probably should we end on something hilarious? How are the Leafs doing? <laughs> Why do you got to be this way? <laughs> you know what? The Leafs have been. Uh, Leafs have been. F- Fine. That's about it. Does Marner score? Has he scored recently? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I still, you know, I still feel bad for someone like, as much as I hate the Leafs and what they represent in a cultural (laughs) kind of way, and I always will, Yeah. I like a lot of the pieces there. Like, I can, I I feel bad for a guy like Marner at his age when he's getting ripped to shreds, you know, for not producing initially. I mean, he should score more, but like... (laughs) <laughs> the the personal I don't know I've worked in sports long enough with like closely with players now that though like the personal hatred towards players always kind of gets so me. weird and they Zuby, go out of their way to your like goalie is like a freaking it's a, one thing I took away from that Leafs Prime series like I freaking love this goalie yes. this guy just seems like a he's the nicest guy outstanding in the world. human yes. being so like I can I can appreciate pieces of your stupid team I just you know. <laughs> Stupid as it just like that's the nicest thing I've ever said about the Leafs before. There's like two or three. The Leafs are. I wonder, you know, did you watch the whole All or Nothing? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I like the part where they're all crying in the locker room at the end. (laughs) It's the way this podcast ends most days. (laughs) Look, do you think there's? They got off to a weird start. I would suggest to you when they went one and one against the Senators. So they beat Montreal on opening night, but they weren't great. Um, I thought the next night in Ottawa, they were amazing. 
and they got Forsberg, right? Like he was he was awesome. And then the one time we're gonna use that as a word. Yeah, no, but they put up like 48, 49 yeah. shots or whatever, yeah. and he was amazing. And Ottawa won, and then I think the Leafs won in overtime the next against Ottawa the next time, whatever it was. And I just wonder if you buy into this idea that it was sort of a shitty idea to agree to do this documentary. Well, and it, <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Because I don't think it was a shitty idea to do the documentary. I do think it might have been a shitty idea to do it and then allow it to be released like yeah. two days before the season started. Well, clearly, hey, remember like, everything bad that happened? Here it is right yeah, before it was, we started. It was, that was weird. Like it was like, you okay, I get it. You green light these things. Yes. A year in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, maybe do like the Bulls did it with the... Like a decade later. Yeah, like, <laughs> like way to beat. Like, just because all it looks like is you were planning to do yes. this documentary to celebrate your cup win, and then it took a really <laughs> significant left turn. Yeah, no, they dropped that documentary like a week or two before the season started, and even if the team was over it, even if they had actually gotten to a point where like, okay, we're ready to go do this again. I was like, by the way, here's all your failures. Is there, do you think they're filming a season two right now? No, I don't. I absolutely and, don't. And they also didn't need to show Tavares getting almost killed like I hated 93 that. times in slow motion. Like no one needs to see well, that. Because it was a five episode deal. In episode one, excuse me, at the very end, they were like, here's everything to look forward to in the next four episodes. And it was like, here's Wayne Simmons doing this, and here's this and that. And then at the very end of that, like, teaser, this commercial, it was like, by the way, here's John Tavares getting his head ripped off. Yeah. And I thought that was such a shitty way to try and sell, hey, keep watching for that time that this guy almost gets crippled. It's like watching, like, a, like a, like a, like a one-hour drama. It's like, see which character dies right. next week. You're like, but he has a family. Yeah. These <laughs> are real people. Yeah, yeah, no, it was awful. Yeah. Um, See, I do have some sympathy towards your stupid team. Yeah. Well, I think anyone had sympathy <laughs> to what happened. No, that was that was that was horrible. And yeah, you don't need some things. You don't need to. Yeah. And to me, it just sucked that the timing of the release. And I don't know whether it would have changed anything. Whether the guys are watching. Whether, but all of a sudden, the fan base again is relit on. All oh, right, we suck. No, right. It was three one. Right. It was five one. All these things. Yeah. Right? The, uh, Makes for good hey, games. By the way, speaking of it was 5 1, where's my TCA? Uh, what were they? Not bobbleheads, but. Oh, the, yeah, the cardboard cutout. Yeah. What's going on, man? That's a good question. Sends never send that over? Your no. cheap skate organization? Yeah. Never, uh, okay. Because I paid good money for that, stay, man. Stay tuned. <laughs> Chio. Uh, <laughs> well, Chio, Chio made. I have a I'm not blaming Chio. <laughs> It's not Chio's fault. It's not Chio's fault. But we made a donation to Chio uh, for the uh, whatever they were, the standees there in the yeah the uh, cart the cutouts during COVID times. Yeah, it's okay. I also made a rather substantial donation to Chio. In the last <laughs> no doubt. Bit, man. So no uh, we'll wind this one down here, man. The Leafs right. are going to be fine. They'll be fine. They're fine. Probably the Senators. Maybe not sure. I don't know. The Red Blacks play one more yeah. time a week from. Saturday in Montreal. The Red Blacks have had, look, you are you work for the team, so you may not be willing to say this. I don't care. The Red Blacks had the worst schedule of anyone. Oh, yeah. Year. I'm okay with saying that. You can find me. Um, 
No, the schedule was not like great. Every other Wednesday. And you know, historically, <laughs> we have not been blessed with good schedules. No. And you couldn't predict this, but the, when you're out of the playoffs, getting the bye <laughs> week bye in the second last yeah. season is really just like salt. Yeah. Salt just hang out, wound, come back, so. play one more later. No, it was hopefully, brutal. Hopefully things will... We'll come around. We've signed some really good pieces for next year. Well, and I guess we should bring up if we want to wind this one up on a on a good note. You guys did just uh, re up Devonte Deadman, who has been incredible yep. this year. Absolutely. And I always like to call him to my buddies like he's the Undertaker, right? The Deadman, Devonte yes. Deadman, Richie Leone, our punter, yes. and Lewis Ward, Louis Ward, our man. Yeah. record setting kicker. Yes, um, all back for next year. So that is fun stuff. But Deadman seems like one of those guys. I love him. Who could be? Superstar, right? Yeah. Like one of those guys, almost like a pinball. You talk like to guys a- in the room now, and like I know Kenny Stafford, one of our receivers, was saying this the other day after a game. He's like, "This guy, like I've never seen a player like him before. Like he's 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 a special special guy. Yeah, and he's humble as shit too. Like you just like he's a really hard guy to dislike. Everyone everyone yeah. loves Devontae. He's just uh, so he's it's what a two you year need deal, on right? a team. Hmm? Another two years, another year for okay. now. Yeah. I think they were all one-year extensions. I'm a little bit scared. We don't really want to let him go anywhere. That that's yeah. That that's the guy the NFL may come. You never know. That's part of the that's part of the risk in the in the CFL when you develop really good players. Like we saw it happen with uh, with Deontay Spencer yeah. a couple of years ago. Like he, you know, ended up in Colorado, right? Uh, up in Denver. Yeah, Denver. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you hope. Like I mean, part it's bit. You have mixed feelings, right? Because you want right. you want these guys to of get course. to the top. But they please can get stay to, here. But like, please, please don't leave me. Right. <laughs> There's a sentence we've all uttered a time or two. I have abandonment issues because of this job. <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll wind this one down here, man. It's so good to have you back in studio. Thank really you for appreciate you doing this, pleasure. man. Yeah. And uh, that's Chris Hoffley from the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group uh, on Twitter at Chris Hoffley on Instagram at Hoff on Sports. I'm We're- on TikTok too. I don't remember what it is. I think it's just Hoffley. All right. If you want to like be the cool, one of the cool kids, I'm not. Me it's mostly all. pictures of it's mostly mostly videos of my elderly wiener dog, but <laughs> um, you know you can follow me there too. It's great. Follow Hoff on TikTok for videos of his wiener or whatever's going on. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not mature enough to have a wiener dog because these are the jokes that happen. It's an adorable wiener. I can vouch for. <laughs> Let's get out of here. This is uh, episode 902 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio, Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Hoff, come back and do this on like Great Cup Week or something. Deal. All right. We're out of here on that. See you next time on Tall Can Audio. Now, if y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink, I'm a haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.